Welcome to episode 14 of the At Least You Didn't podcast. I'm Caroline Verdon. Ding, ding, ding. I'm Annabelle Buckland (laughs) and I don't know why I did that. Our podcast, if you have not heard it before, uh, will hopefully be a bit of a joy for your ears. It will make you feel better. Uh, Soon, I imagine, to be prescribed by the NHS. For if you feel as though your life is just one disaster after another, you can listen to our podcast and realise that at least you didn't do the terribly humiliating and embarrassing things that we've done. I actually can't believe how many episodes we're managing to get out of our lives. Because <laughs> I keep thinking we're going to run out, but we just don't. Do you get friends and family now come up to you and say something about a story? And I, I forget, I repress the memories. It's like this is therapy. Once I've shared the story on the podcast, it's like I can let it go. Yeah, well, I had an awkward situation where we had um, a mum's night me and five other mums from school met outside in a garden and we went for a drink and they knew everything about me (laughs) and it was weird because apart from saying hello I'd never spoken to them before (laughs) you're brave you're very brave this is the podcast where we share our horrendously toe-curling tales from our lives and basically we sent each other during lockdown a a bunch of all the stories, all the terrible stories that happened to us in the post. And we, one by one, opened them up, read them out and recorded a podcast. And that's what you're listening to now. That's how the podcast works. You are welcome. Uh, Coming up on this week's episode, at least you didn't forget your own name. Turn self-care into self-loathing. Or live in an inflatable boat. At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. At least you didn't forget your own name. Yes. Brilliant. (laughs) So, Rob and I were celebrating our second wedding anniversary. And the second wedding anniversary is cotton. And I like to try and get things that sort of match the traditionals so I was thinking of what I could get him that was cotton and in the end I opted for getting him a completely different present but as a nod towards the cotton I went for a pair of socks and I do like personalization you know me Uh, I'm currently wearing jewelry with the names of my kids on it Um, you got me a lovely personalized water bottle got you a personalized water bottle like look I'm using a coaster. It just shows you've thought about someone, it's a, doesn't it? It's a coaster it? with my face on that's it. A, that's a coaster of your... Hang on a minute. Get get that back up on the screen again. It's amazing, isn't it? A listener made it for that, me. Is that a coaster of a a professional work headshot yeah. of you on a coaster? Yeah, when I worked at a radio station, a listener took it off the internet and um, made it into a coaster. I love it. I use it every day. Um, coaster I, of my... One of our listeners made a, um, sent me a mug with my face. See? These things are brilliant. Completely, completely unprompted. Yeah. And I drink out of it daily. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've got a mouse mat with all the pictures of like my kids and my husband and stuff on it. I oh, can't get no. enough personalised. I've got a personalised bathrobe. I've got personalised swimwear. I've got personalised pants from when we got married. Hang on, hang on. Personalised swimwear? Yeah. I've got like a tankini top that's got my initials <laughs> monogrammed into it. <laughs> Where can you <laughs> like the depths of the internet, Annabelle. Um, I've got, obviously I've got personalised pens and mugs and things like that. Obviously. 
got a personalised towel that's got a picture of my face on it. Not just an, a monogram, an actual picture oh, of your face. Oh, it's just got a big picture of my face on it. Do you ever rub your bum with your towel and then pretend <laughs> you're kissing your own ass? <laughs> it's my beach towel. Because I would. So I probably have done on multiple occasions. <laughs> anyway, I love the personalised stuff. Okay. So... Cool. I wasn't just going to get him any old pair of socks. They were obviously going to be personalised socks. And I chose these socks that had a little heart on them. And my husband's name is Rob. So I had R plus C. And there's a little heart underneath it. And then it says two years on the bottom. Lovely, right? Nice. Lovely. Really, really romantic and thoughtful. I think I even put a joke in there about toes and twos or something along those lines. I'm sure it was very funny. That's disgusting, <laughs> but we'll, we'll glide past that. Um, anyway, I got an email through saying that this is what you've ordered. Can you confirm this is what you want? And you got to reply back. So I replied back and said, yep, yeah, that's what I want. And then it arrived through the post and I looked at it and I thought, oh my God, he's going to love that. He is going <laughs> to love it. Wrapped it. Gave them to him. And he looked at it. And he went a bit quiet. And then he went, why have you got me this? I said, well, because it's our second anniversary. Yeah, how rude. Like, And it's cotton. So these are cotton-rich socks. And they've just got our initials in it. He went, no, you, ha- you haven't. And he turned them round. And I'd completely forgotten my own name. What? And on these socks, I'd had embroidered R plus S. S? I don't know where it came from. So I now refer to them as the socks he can use with his second wife. (laughs) (laughs) But I went back through everything and I've okayed it three times in the process. I've written it, I've checked it, I've re-emailed them back, I checked it before I, I... wrapped it up didn't notice didn't even notice it wasn't my own initial didn't even for one second flag i honestly cannot understand how you can't know I, the letter that your name begins I li- with literally no three idea times over literally no idea what an <laughs> idiot yeah i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't turn self care into self-loathing. Okay, so I live with my grandmother. Yes. And it's just the two of us in the house. She's got this really, really long garden and my parents are building a log cabin at the bottom of the garden. So the plan is that they're going to rent their house out and they're going to live in this beautiful little house that they're building for themselves at the bottom of the garden. That's very cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like all wooden. It's all made from like reclaimed wood. It's awesome. So... My mum and my stepdad are here quite a lot. They're building it themselves. So it's really common to hear a car pull up on the gravel and for them to be, you know, walking up and down the garden, you know, carrying logs and bricks and whatnot. (laughs) Um, And our bathroom, it's on the end of the house, on the side of the house. So when you're in the bathroom, you can see people going past the, the house, basically. A bit disconcerting. So it's like a normal weekday morning. I'm in the bathroom. I've just had a shower. It's like, I don't know, it's like half eight in the morning, maybe eight o'clock. And I heard wheels on the drive. 
And it's around the same time that they'd arrive in the daytime to crack on with, with the building work. Yes. I was having a bit of a self-care morning, Caroline, okay? <laughs> I like to quite regularly whop on a face mask, yep. pop some music on in the bathroom, because I just need it sometimes, you you've, know? You've got to look after yourself. You've got to look after yourself. And my favourite face mask is from Lush. It's yep. blue, bright blue. And that's the reason I like it. There's no other reason I like it other than I like to have a blue face. <laughs> and I heard this car pull up on the drive and then I heard footsteps and I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll be a right little tinker. I'll just, just stick my head out the window, give my mum the fright of her life. <laughs> I already know where this is going. <laughs> so I opened the window and I heard the footsteps coming past and I stuck my head out of the window. And what I planned to do was go, <gasps> Boo! <laughs> I know it's not very original, but, you know, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, all these are the goodies, yeah. And um, I got as far as going, <gasps> before I was just as startled as I was planning on making my mother. Because there was a random man in a beanie hat outside the, <laughs> outside the bathroom window. And he kind of made this noise that was kind of like, <laughs> And you were just there with your blue face. I was so shocked. I didn't immediately retreat back through the bathroom window. So for a split second, I just kind of froze in my kind of pre-boo state of <gasps> completely covered in this blue face mask with my hair up in a towel, looking like some kind of smurf crossed with Mrs. Doubtfire. This poor man just go, we both kind of freeze for about a second. And then he carried on walking. I retreated back into the bathroom. So I sat on the toilet and then I heard his footsteps go past again. I just kind of went, sorry. <laughs> Why are you saying sorry? He could be a burglar. Turns out it was the milkman. Uh, oh, so you have to see him again. <laughs> oh, no, I've learned my lesson. No more hilarious pranks from me. At least you did. Hang on, hang on. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, you did. This is the part of the podcast where we ask for your stories because a problem shared is a problem that somebody else can laugh at. I think that is <laughs> well and truly our new motto. Uh, and you've been contacting us in your droves and we love you for it. Uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, you can just send us a DM at any time to at at least you didn't. Today, we have got our first return customer oh. on the podcast, haven't we? Because he, he was so good, we just needed more of Harry. Harry basically told us two stories and said, take your pick of whichever one you want. And it was so difficult to decide. So we've decided not to decide and instead to just play them both. So on episode seven, you can hear Harry's first story. And here is his second abomination. At least you didn't lose concentration on the train. It's so bad that I don't even remember really how it ends. It's not that I was like intoxicated and don't remember. It's that some sort of psychological <laughs> self-defense mechanism kicked in. <laughs> and I have no clue what happens at the end of this story. I'm just... Okay. 
I'm on a train and I'm heading to see my girlfriend at the time who lives in Cambridge. And I had to text her so that she knows to come to the train station and get me from the train station. Uh, and I text her. The deal is I text her when I get to the stop before. And uh, uh-oh, my phone is out of charge, so I can't text her. Not to worry, because it's pretty much an empty train. Uh, and there's a charger in first class. So I uh, I just slip on in there. No one's going to know. I start charging my phone. And I, I'm thinking, you know, Harry, you've gotten away with it. When a woman walks in after me, not very long after me, and she's not looking very happy. And I think, oh, goodness me, I'm going to get told off. And what does she do? She walks straight past me and she starts knocking on the door to the to the captain of the train. The, sorry, the captain. <laughs> yeah, is it not a captain? Is it conductor? <laughs> Your trains are really posh. <laughs> is, what is it? Who drives a, a train? A driver. A driver? Don't sell them short. It like. does sound like it should be a much fancier but, word, doesn't it? I've always thought that. You, do you know what, Harry? Always, do you know yeah. what? Let's call him the train captain. Yeah. For you. So <laughs> she wants to talk to the captain of the train. And I'm thinking, right, you don't want to bother the captain about this. So it's probably not about me. He's the captain after all. Yeah, he's the fucking <laughs> captain. He's there <laughs> on the train. He's, he's, I, I think that captains are given... I don't know. They hold a weird position in my mind of authority because it's like, wow, you got you drive this just giant metal penis that thrusts through the countryside. <laughs> but also, it's like, I they're really secretive with what the inside of the front of a train looks like, and I'm very suspicious that it is just like a lever for forwards and backwards. <laughs> because. because they do, I mean, they don't even turn. If, if you want to turn, that's actually another person's job within this industry <laughs> of, of the trains. But that's beside the point. Anyway, she's knocking on this train driver and he's not going to answer because he is driving the train. So I think, oh, this is my chance to be a hero. Uh, and I say, hi there. Is there anything I can do to help you? Because I think he's busy. <laughs> Being an employee of this train line, Harry. Yeah. And she turns to me and she explains... She's not very good at English because it's her second language. And so we kind of work out between us, so it's not very easy, that she has left her passport (gasps) on the last train that she was on, and it's currently at King's Cross Station. And she's flying tonight. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this poor lady. I I just feel really bad for her. You know, she's a small person. She's alone in this foreign country. She doesn't know what's going on. So I, you know, I'm there like, not a problem, okay? Harry the hero is here. (laughs) We can sort you right out, okay? (laughs) So I say to her that this is what we're going to need to do. First of all, show me your tickets. And yeah, for sure enough, we're we're going to to, to the airport. I think it's Gatwick on the end of the... I don't know which one it is, but it's, it's, it's it's an airport. Uh, King's Cross to Gatwick or something like that. I go, okay, do you need, what we need to do is get off at the next station. I'm going to take you to security where we're going to explain to them what's happened. They can call security at King's Cross because it's late at night. Maybe your train hasn't left and we can get that passport. We might not be able to get on a plane tonight, but we need that passport or you're buggered. She says, okay. I say, do you need any help with your bag? And she says, no. And I look at her and I think, 
we're going to be in a rush, okay? So I ask one more time. I say, are you sure you're not going to need any help with your bag? And maybe I'm misogynist. You two can shove it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but she says, no, I'm not going to need help with my bag. And I say, okay, I'll meet you on the platform. The train comes to a stop. And I get off the train. And I wait. And people come and people go, okay? And I'm thinking, where is this woman? Where is this woman? And then I see a massive bag with two tiny hands poking out the top of it. <laughs> and I go, hmm. so you did need help with your bag. <laughs> and, I, um, and I run over with my hulking arms and I pick up this bag, which is really fucking heavy. <laughs> and I'm trying to pretend that it isn't. And I run this bag, it goes up some stairs and then you go across a bridge and then you go down some stairs and this yeah. lady's right behind me yeah i see the security guard so i kind of like i don't grab her but i take a i gently touch her on the back and say we're going this way kind of thing you know movement and we run over to the security guard i say to the security guard she has lost her passport and you need to call king's cross otherwise she's never going to be able to go back to the airport and the security guard says, well, show me your tickets, please. She hands over this ticket, and this is a different ticket. It says, King's Cross to Cambridge. Meaning that she had a ticket that was always going to go off at Cambridge. And that's when I realised, this is a different lady. <gasps> oh, no! And what I've done is, I've ran oh, up to Oh, Harry! Yeah. Oh, Harry. Yeah. She's from England. I've ran up to her and I've taken her bag and I've ran up the stairs and, and across the stairs, down the stairs. <laughs> You've accosted her. And then I've grabbed her and I've ran her over to security. <laughs> and this lady Harry. just says, I don't know this man to the security guard. <laughs> I want to cry for you. I have no idea what I did next. I just. <laughs> what do you mean? The next thing I know, I'm in the car. <laughs> Literally. You can't remember. I have no idea what I even did. I don't know what I did. But it was only two years ago. Why can't you. Re I don't know. I, I was telling the story the next day. And was I was I literally got into the car to tell my my girlfriend and her family what just happened, and I was like, and now I'm just here. <laughs> what like your brain had just blocked it out? I just literally must have gone into fight or flight in such a way <laughs> that I was running on pure instinct at that point. I just I think I think I liked it. I think I just liked it. And what about the poor? Women, the, women that's the thing. There's a whole other victim to this story. That we don't I have know whether no she made idea it what ever happened to her. And mm. I wish I never met her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on the other hand, that'll teach you to try and nip into first class again, eh? Yeah, never again. <laughs> My soul cries actually cries. I can't imagine being anybody in that situation. I don't want to be the train guard. I don't want to be the woman. I don't want to be Harry. 
just hideous. You know the moment we realised what he meant? I mean, he really, really did ruin that woman's day. Uh, life, maybe. We, we don't know. Did she need therapy? Who knows? Because she must have felt really like she was abducted. Okay. Yeah. Just horrendous. And that other lady still without her passport. Did she ever make it home? What happened? We will never know. Um, if you have a story, please do share it with us. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search for At Least You Didn't. Back to the podcast now, please. At Least You Didn't live in an inflatable boat. That's difficult to say. Um, I did live in an inflatable boat for uh, <laughs> about six months. Inflatable? Are we yeah. talking... Do you I live could... in a dinghy? Yeah. So You can't live in a dinghy, Caroline. <laughs> so what happened was I was going to a festival <laughs> with a friend of mine um, and we realised en route, we had our tent packed, we realised we'd forgotten our lilos. We were going there for five days and it was going to be quite painful <laughs> sleeping on like the hard floor. So we went into the Asda en route, but everyone had done the same thing and everyone had bought up the lilo, so there were none of those left. So all there was was an inflatable dinghy for six. <laughs> um, so we went, okay. I already cannot cope with this story. <laughs> so we bought an inflatable dinghy for six. And it was brilliant because we got to the festival site and we realised if we blew it up at the car, we could stick all our stuff in it and just pull it. Already, that is smart. It was a great purchase. Anyway, festival, what a riot. Um, had a lovely time. Um, what festival was it? It was Bestival. Oh, Isle of yeah. It was very yeah. good. And went home, didn't think any more of it. Just, you know, packed away this dinghy because why would I need that again? But I'll leave it just in case. And about two months later, I bought my first flat. And my first flat had potential. <laughs> okay. But wasn't in by any means nice. Um, okay. <laughs> and so the first thing I did when I had like signed on the dotted line was get in a load of builders and these builders were going to be there for five weeks and they were going to knock through and do various bits and bobs and then it would be perfect. So yeah. I thought, well, I don't have any of my own stuff yet. So I don't really want to be buying stuff when all this building work's going on because it's going to be really messy and it's not a huge flat so I'm going to end up with dust everywhere so there's no point buying a new sofa a new bed all those sorts of bits when it's going to get wrecked pointless and they're only here for five weeks so I'll just reuse that inflatable dinghy (laughs) so um moved into my flat on day one they started knocking uh and I blew up my inflatable dinghy (laughs) Um, and did they see you blowing it up yeah I mean it, it was all I had it was an inflatable thing so basically I moved it into was what was all I had it was it was so in the lounge I had a small telly that was like already on the wall I'd done that bit I'd shoved the telly on the wall and then I had a microwave a fridge and an inflatable dinghy and a suitcase <laughs> with some clothes in it that was it Anyway, these builders had a blooming great row on day one of working and they fell out with each other and refused to work with each other. (laughs) That could only happen to you. Couldn't it? And (laughs) this job that was meant to take four weeks, maybe five weeks, took seven and a half months. Oh, no. So it was seven... Don't tell me you... Don't tell me for the duration. For the duration, seven and a half months... I had to live in the digging. I didn't have, 
I didn't know anything else. I didn't know anywhere else I could go. So I just basically lived in an absolute mess with my microwave, my fridge and my inflatable dinghy. Um, and the thing is, I was mid-twenties. I was, Did you, know, you have any gentleman callers? Because it houses six people, that dinghy. Can I just say, do you want to come back and see my inflatable dinghy is a great <laughs> chat-up line. <laughs> and I'll call you Captain. <laughs> Worked every time, mate. Worked every time. Oh, my God. What, what, a, what an independent woman. Yeah. The boat I sleep in, I bought it. <laughs> if the boats are rocking, don't come a-knocking. Don't come knocking. <laughs> you put a fitted sheet on it yeah you had to because otherwise it, it otherwise you stuck to it sweaty yeah especially on a hot night no one wants that no one wants that also if you thought the sound of like a neighbor's banging headboard was noisy imagine the sound of it when you get stuck to the dinghy bloody <laughs> <laughs> needs that also it meant uh, when we inevitably split i was able to go around saying man overboard <laughs> <laughs> This is the best story ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Highly recommend Boat Life. Highly recommend it. <laughs> At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. Hurrah! You made it to the end of episode 14. Well done, you. Hope you really liked it. Hope you just absolutely loved that episode. If you did, here's a segue for you. We have somehow been nominated for an award. We don't know how it happened. We potentially put ourselves forward for it. Potentially, you did. We just don't know. But what we do know is it's really easy to vote. You can go to our link in our bio on Instagram. We've also put it on Facebook somewhere. I mean, it's, it's somewhere. You click the link, you scroll down, you find our name and you vote for us. If you could do that, we'd bloody love it. Now, some people have got a little bit confused, and by some people, I mean my mum. So um, I will just make it really clear for you. So the awards are called the Quite the Thing Awards. When you first of all go onto the page, there's a whole list of people that you can tick to win awards. We're not in that first list because we are not an art or history podcast. We are in the second list, which is the comedy podcast. By all means, vote for who you want, art and history. Uh, Cold War Conversations is my personal favourite. But, um, you know, comedy, at least you didn't, would be lovely. Yeah, nobody else, just us. Yeah. Oh, and also, you can only vote once. However, we've found a little get around this. Um, if you have Wi-Fi and you're doing it on your phone, you can vote for it once on the Wi-Fi and once just turn the Wi-Fi off on your phone and do it on the 3G. Bish, bash, bosh. I worry about you. I really do. By the way, can you hear the birds? I can. Little cheapy cheapies, what are they? Yeah. I don't know, but they're bloody always going on about how much they love flying and stuff. <laughs> You're jealous. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Coming up on next week's episode, at least you didn't do art with a child. Make a fool of yourself in front of your mates. Or turn out to be an excellent detective. Have fun in your life in between now and whenever you next listen to this. Weird, but I agree with the sentiment. Bye. See ya. Bye.